The Man in Line. Daily interaction, debate and exchange of ideas. Broadcast on Manx Radio from midday till one, Monday to Friday. Good afternoon. Welcome to Man in Line on Manx Radio. Your chance to have your say between now and one. Open line today, so whatever's on your mind, it could be that um, school meal offering you heard about in the news. The fact that nearly 90 teaching staff have been off work due to stress over a one-year period. How do you feel about that uh, temporary resolution to Solby Claddocks? And uh, I don't know about you, but I'm still getting lots and lots of contact about that uh, sex education and what exactly is going to happen. Anyway, it's up to you. Uh, call, text, email or WhatsApp. Brian's first up today. Hi, Brian. How are you? Hey, just on a, a side note, I've just been up my farm this morning and there's half an inch of ice on the water troughs. Didn't expect that. Well, expect some snow, apparently, on Thursday, they're saying. Oh, well, you can have that. I don't want that. Andy, I want to have a whinge. I want to have a whinge because, you know, we're all under pressure financially at the moment. We're having to cut back left, right and centre. A lot of people are struggling, really struggling. I hear the electricity is going up by 51%. And pressure is being brought onto the rank and file on a daily basis. Inflation, everything is hitting everyone. So... As everybody is making cutbacks, can we have all of the ministers and heads of department on and explain to us what cutbacks government are making? How are they making savings? Because I can't see they're making any savings at all. It's the usual, well, you know, it's inflation. Well, yes, it is inflation. But there's always room for savings, always room for efficiency. I worked with a guy called Goube for many, many years, and he was always regarded as being as tight as anything. But he paid well, at least paid me well. And he was always looking for savings. Government, they're always looking for ways of expending our hard-earned money. And we can't afford it. People are choosing between heating and eating, I keep hearing. So, come on, let's see where you can make some savings. Uh, well, let's, uh, let's talk about, in the private sector, as you rightly point out, people are employed to make sure savings take place. There's a, a thing called, uh, which was very trendy a few years ago, called an overhead containment bonus. Absolutely. Whereby if uh, a manager or a head of a department contain the overheads basically cut costs they themselves got a bonus for doing that but they were also held to account to make sure that the job was actually done and that was quite how can i put it it was an aggressive policy yes and most private sector businesses that are successful have aggressive people to look at expenditure all the time now any household always 
is able to make some cutbacks. Now, if I had to make cutbacks, I could look at things like Sky TV or newspapers or things of that nature. There are always things in there that are a little bit of cream on the top that you can live without. And it's at times like this, our politicians really should be looking for that and coming on your program and saying, look what I've done for you. Look at the money that I've saved. Douglas Corporation, hey, we've lost all that fancy streetlights on Douglas Promenade. We've lost half of the horse tram track, but we haven't lost half of the rates, have we? Uh, They they will always say, people in the public sector will always say, but obviously you can't run a public sector organisation like a household. Do you agree? No, I don't agree. You have to run everything in your life by a set policy. You can't just keep throwing money into a hole and anybody who is going to make the argument that government is running efficiently and fat free is right needs to be um, condemned don't they well you know. Al- when alan bell was chief minister he was uh, he was uh, you know hell bent on cutting the costs and cutting the size of government and he did do that um it, yeah. it went down but it certainly didn't go down in the subsequent administration no And it's expanding. I believe Onken are looking to expand. I don't know why, but they're looking uh, for more people in the surveyors department. I really think that this is the time for proper politicians who have got the rank and file um, public in their uh, care department. If they're really wanting to look after all of us, they should be trying to stamp out all the nonsense that's within our our government sector. We all know, we see the wastage, we even joke and laugh about it. But it's wrong. Well, there's never been a better time to do it because we're coming up to the end of the financial year. Yes. Now, let's just give you an analogy here. How do you feel about a plumber that goes into an old lady's house goes up into the loft, sits in the loft listening to the radio and playing on his telephone for four hours, then comes down and charges a several, several hundred pounds for fixing a washer on the ballcock. He's a despicable indi- individual and he's a thief. He's stolen her time, therefore her money. But on the other hand... There are loads of government employees that go to work and do very little for their money. But they still pick up the pension and they still pick up their their salary at the end of the month. I don't see a difference between them and the bent plumber. Okay, all right. Brian, we appreciate you putting that point of view. Thanks for calling us today. All the best, Andy. Bye. All right, thank you. It's 14 minutes past 12. What do you think about this? What well, is coming to the end of the financial year? Now is the time to cut costs. Now is the time to cut budgets. 
How do you feel about that? Well, a campaigner for consumer rights on the Isle of Man. You heard about the cost of electricity going up. Uh, Barry Murphy from Money Watch uh, says, while gas regulation is transparent, the regulation of electricity is confusing. And Barry Murphy wants Cura, the Communications and Utilities Regulatory Authority, which undertakes period- periodic reviews of Isle of Man energy to ensure customers are being offered a fair price for gas. Now, Manx Utilities announced uh, yesterday that prices would increase by more than 50% between now and July. So the regulation of gas, the regulation of electricity. Here's Barry Murphy. How can we now regulate the electricity market so the consumer can see that they are now getting a fair deal? It's no longer about looking at gas markets and working out whether consumers are getting a good deal on the Isle of Man because we're getting as good a deal as Cura can provide for us and we have to take their word on what they're doing is correct. I don't think we can say the same today about what Manx Utilities are doing. Uh, have you heard that story about electricity going up in price? Well, I just wonder what you think about it. Uh, a quick word. Now, we uh, broke the news last week that Lloyd's Pharmacies all over the UK, British Isles now, are thinking of, uh, well, basically, a danger of closing. Um, and uh, the fact that we've got branches, in fact, they're more than, I think they're the majority of branches of community pharmacies on the Isle of Man are Lloyd's. And you heard the DHSC Minister, Laurie Hooper, talking about the situation with Lloyd's, certainly the situation with Lloyd's in Ramsey. Uh, Manx Care's encouraging members of the public, that's you, to ensure their requests for repeat prescriptions are submitted in plenty of time. Automatic ordering is no longer available from Lloyd's pharmacies across the Isle of Man. Now, automatic ordering refers uh, to those who'd organised for the pharmacy to automatically order prescriptions for them at a time they required. Lloyd's isn't doing it, okay? That process is no longer available in Lloyd's pharmacy systems. Now, if you'd like Lloyd's pharmacy to order medication, you're asked to submit your repeat prescription seven to ten days before it runs out. Submit your repeat prescription to the pharmacy seven to ten days before it runs out patients uh, can also submit their order to their gp practice done by ticking the required items on the repeat prescription slip or ordered via patient access Uh, take into account your gp's normal turnaround times when you're ordering medication so that's the situation lloyd's pharmacy is no longer doing automatic reordering of prescriptions so don't get caught out talking of which and manx care of course uh, Teresa cope is on man in line tomorrow the chief exec of manx care will be talking um, all things manx care and also uh, the well-being partnerships i think the northern well-being partnerships have got a bit of a, a story to tell uh, I'm green says uh, texter 776 Richie but I don't advocate uh, abandoning internal combustion engines in a push for EVs because here we don't have the infrastructure and the EV technology is yet to be perfected but the die's already been cast major car manufacturers have invested in and built new EV plants so as not to be left with stranded assets that's obsolete plant and stock VW, Ford, Jaguar 
Volvo will be making ICE vehicles, ICE, internal combustion engine, petrol, diesel and what have you, after 2025 or 2026. That's it, firmly. The big ones, VW, Ford, Jag, Volvo, no more internal combustion engines after at the latest 2026. You get that? That's two years come this December. It's starting to wind down. Most others will have ceased entirely, uh, in part or a major part, by 2030. So we need to sort out our infrastructure now or invest in horses and traps and tractors, says Richie. We need to absolutely move on with this. Uh, And a a note in just regarding... uh, I was following a a group of, uh, let me see, I was following a group of uh, 14 or 15-year-old boys who dropped their rubbish on the road. I remarked to them they should pick it up. All I got was abuse. They followed me making nasty remarks. When I told an ex-policeman, he remarked, I just should have kept my mouth shut. Surely if everybody turned a blind eye, things would escalate. I'm wondering what other listeners' opinions are. Thank you for that. Have you seen anybody dropping litter? What happens if you actually mention it to them? Uh, Let me see. Uh, Paul says, uh, Paul 715, Brian's argument about cost saving. Well, look at the state of the DOI when someone in government tried to amalgamate several departments to save money. It's uh, the amalgamation of DOI has been a mess, says Paul. Uh, how much is government paying out to staff in wages who are off work with stress? Are these people ever followed up? Well, this is a story about the teachers and how many teachers have uh, have basically been off due to stress or uh, mental health concerns. Uh, the Isle of Man has got 10% of the population working for government. Uh, how is that anyway realistic, says Roy? Uh, I'm John. This is four oh four. I'm sick of it, heartily sick of hearing about the plight of teachers. Uh, surely the best way to cure teacher stress is to stop paying them when they're off. This is the best cure for stress. Well, that's John's view. Uh, the story is regarding uh, the teachers, teachers that are being off uh, regarding uh, stress over a one-year period. The number of those that have signed off has risen in the last three years. Nearly 90 teaching staff on the Isle of Man were signed off work due to stress or mental health matters in a one-year period up to last month. In the Keys today... The education minister stated that 43 primary staff and 45 secondary or UCM staff were absent for those reasons between March 20, March 22 and February 23. That compares with 69 staff being given time off for the same reason during the 12 months before that and 49 employees between March 20 and February 21. Uh, this is what Julie Edge had to say about what government's doing to tackle the rising numbers. Obviously, stress-related absences are reported under a number of headings. Four headings that have been utilised are mental health, anxiety and depression, other mental health matters, stress which is personal or stress which is work-related. The department doesn't have a designated official to support staff. However, all of our schools do have, obviously, the management teams that are there to support staff with any issues they have. That's Julie Edge talking 
about what's happening. And again, just what, if you have a thought, then by all means, get in touch. Andy, Southern Andy, says this is 580 Andy. I was just wondering why the DOI was so desperate to remove that one car from the airport car park that had overstayed its time when it was fully taxed and obvious the owner was off filing, consequently not able to read the communication being left on the vehicle or posted to them. Why does the DOI not put the same decisive actions in place for all the non-licensed boats that are rotting in all our harbours or even on the sides of roads in Derby Haven, says Southern Andy. And Terry also emailed in to say, uh, well, they, they, they moved heaven and earth to remove that one car and auction it from the airport car park. What about all the abandoned cars around streets on the Isle of Man? So they've drilled through the driver's door lock to get in. In the boot was all my stuff. All that has been removed from the car. Basically, the manager of the Ronsway Airport was really helpful. I arrived from Manchester last night. He walked the length of all the car parts with me searching for the car and he said that no car had been registered, that it had been removed. That's uh, Samantha Tozer. This is the woman whose car went missing from the airport and basically it had been impounded and auctioned. That was Samantha Tozer on IOM TV and said she often did long trips leaving her vehicle at the airport car park. Six months away this time, it had gone. It had been sold. My car registration, and that is the procedure, that if any car is removed, that they, they get notification. He recommended I put something on Facebook, and within a couple of hours, it is the Isle of Man. The person who had bought this car at auction last Saturday had been in touch. He understands the situation that it's a car that I imported to the Isle of Man. I've put it through all the Manx testing. Um, it's also, which is the most upsetting bit, is that it's my mum's cherished number plate who has sadly passed away. I eventually got the bus back to Peel and there was a stack of letters from the coroner um, saying about parking tickets and fines but no explanation that the next step was that, the, that my car was going to be sold. The airport have denied all knowledge. They were unaware that, that this has happened. I'm just absolutely flabbergasted, really. At your address, you found all these letters, but nothing said it was going to be sold. There was nothing of that. It was contact us to pay the fines. So the car has been sold for... I would say a lot more than the fines that were outstanding. So no one has, has contacted me to say that the car has now been sold and that there's excess funds that need to be returned to me. There's no returning of my items. All I've had are the letters to say, these are the fines, yeah. this has now gone to the coroners and they've got their fines or whatever they add on to it. That's the only correspondence I've had. I've got the keys, I've got the logbook, the car's taxed, insured. Obviously, I arrived after office hours on a Friday night. I'm presuming that someone will contact me Monday morning. That's what's happened. Uh, that was uh, Samantha Tozer on IOM TV talking about uh, that particular vehicle. Uh, and and uh, obviously that situation will have to be sorted out in some way. Maybe it has been already. But the situation of cars and abandoned vehicles being left on roads around the Isle of Man. I mean, can you report if any car's been left for more than six months on a road near you and not been got rid of?
text, email, call and WhatsApp. Mark mentioned this, but I'm going to as well. There was a silver bracelet lost in Peel on Saturday night. It's got very sentimental value. Um, uh, it was uh, this person's grandson's 18th birthday present. Uh, if you've got any more information about this, please do get in touch with Manx Radio. Text, email, call, WhatsApp. You want to get in touch, call 682600 uh, to the switchboard if you want. But if you found a silver bracelet lost in Peel on Saturday night, it's got great sentimental value. I just thought it would be interesting, says Emma, for bus users. The Mango bus app now introduced has a new feature where you can have digital all-day tickets. Further plans are being made to introduce e-tickets for pension, go places, go college and disability cards. Have you used that, the new uh, Mango bus app? Uh, and um, uh, a note in from Carly, who said, I hope it's not a problem to bring this to your attention, just regarding hate crime. Uh, and several students in my church, whether they're in college or school, have mentioned that they've uh, had some disrespectful remarks made from fellow students um, since the recent controversy on sex education. Uh, and this is just bringing up religion at random to incite racial hatred. Uh, these are children, uh, young students who have religious beliefs who then uh, voice their opinion regarding uh, the LGBTQ community. Uh, many of the children who have religious beliefs uh, fear being labelled as homophobic or transphobic if they raise this to their teachers. So what is the education system doing to shield those with religious beliefs, religious students, from potential unprovoked hate crimes, says Carly. Uh, and a number of uh, parents, Warwick dropped me a note in just to say, Andy, a number of parents have expressed concerns recently regarding um, 11 and 12 year old boys who've been offered drugs in the park in Paul Rose. Residents in the Paul Rose, Annika and Hillside uh, areas, including myself, have lost faith in the police as they haven't been acting on intelligence provided by residents regarding children selling drugs and recent knife crimes. There are no officers walking around on foot. They just have a quick drive around, but actually none on foot around Paul Rose, Annika and Hillside speaking to people, especially in the evenings. Now, has anybody else heard anything about this? And uh, would Manx Radio be able to speak to the police, to the constabulary, about what exactly is happening? Possibly meet with some of the residents in the area and ask them how they feel about the issues. Thank you, Warwick, for that information. We'll move on with that. David's with us now. Hi, David. Hi, Andy. Just quickly there, we need to get the new chief constable in the station and talk about his thoughts and views because he'll bring a different perspective from where he came from. And uh, hopefully they'll get into uh, neighbourhood policing again. Well, the, anyway. the the invitation has been sent out to Russ Foster. Uh, sadly, um, um, uh, Gary Roberts was going to be coming in, but Mr. Roberts has withdrawn, I think, from all media interviews with the newspapers. So he's basically um, uh, exiting rather quietly. But uh, certainly Mr. Foster, Chief Constable Foster, is more than welcome to come on Man in Line whenever he wants. And we'd love to see him walking around Onken. And uh, there's an open invitation. If he wants to come, I'll show him this, the heights of Onken. The other thing I <laughs> wanted to come on to really was an old chestnut of mine regarding when I bumped into uh, a gas fitter the other day regarding uh, this thing about the college not having the facilities and not funding 
a person to accredit them on the island to make life more easier for those people who are going to struggle. And it's just brought it to my mind when uh, the, the former gas company now are going to lay off some staff, aren't they? They are, yes. So they'll be. Um, we we need to ha- hold a hand out and say to them what what we can do to them. We don't want to lose more tradesmen. Uh, this is the worry I do have. And the other issue too, believe it or not, is to do with electric as well. When the uh, the, the students or apprentices come to their four year term, the equipment is not available in the Isle of Man in the college. And I stand to be corrected, but I, and I'll apologise if I'm wrong, but I don't think I am because a source said to me that um, when you come to your four-year uh, four term, you have to go across and do an accreditation. Now, why are we doing that when we're an island on our own right? And where, what is this facility? I'm led to believe it's because they didn't hire anybody. They just said we weren't going to do it. They just threw it away to say we we didn't want to accredit somebody. And that's a livelihood of somebody who's uh, done a three- or four-year course and wants to get a license to, to trade. He may want to work for a company. Do we want to bring all these people from across, which we can't get anyway? Uh, and, and also, the, I mean, the, the, the government always seems to talk about, you know, skilled jobs and skilled people. But, you know, yep. I mean, gas fitting is a skill. It's a very fundamental skill. You've got to have a, an accreditation, and it's up to date to do to maintain a boiler, anything to do with gas at all. And the same for the electric do we want people who are substandard going around the aisle and putting electrics in and hurt somebody? The answer is no. So we need to get maybe another opportunity. I don't know who the current uh, person is, the college that's ahead of it, uh, is to ask them to come along and explain what are uh, the facilities at the college. They'll want to push them back out again shortly, uh, that all these courses are here, there and everywhere. But if these guys, or, or girls as well, women are not accredited, they won't be able to get a certificate. And I've still got my certificate in the cupboard. <laughs> not for gas, for plumbing. Right. <laughs> Thanks for that. Ta-da. All right, good to hear from you. Thanks for that. Yes, uh, the situation that uh, Manx Gas, Alabama Energy, are making people redundant. We haven't had full details yet. Uh, one thing I'm led to believe is that they're getting rid of their PR team on the Isle of Man, the people who deal with communications, and in future all PR will be dealt with from Guernsey. Much like Isle of Man Banks uh, has no PR presence on the Isle of Man, their Isle of Man Bank, Isle of Man Bank, company number 001, uh, their PR is handled from Jersey. It makes you wonder, doesn't it? And we wish the PR and communications team at uh, Isle of Man Energy all the very best for the future. They've done a a fine job and they've had a lot to handle over the past uh, while, haven't they? Uh, Now, Mark's with us now. Hi, Mark. All right, Andy, how you doing, fella? Good, thanks. Right, listen, I'm just a little a little tale of vignette uh, here about all this shenanigans that's going on with this sex education stuff at the QE2 school. Um, any child today with a smartphone can get access to porn very, very easily. What the problem, I think, is that the people are kicking off about is, reading between the lines, it was apparently quite graphic, but I genuinely do think that the wrong person was brought to the fore to explain things to kids. Um, 
the reason the I from what I've gathered, the reason they brought a drag queen in is to try and lighten the mood, to try and make it not look as, as serious and as perhaps frightening as, as it could be. Yeah. But having said that, I, I was just speaking to your producer there. When I was at school, I mean, I'm 60 now. When I was at school 50-odd years ago, um, back then, homosexuality on the Isle of Man was still considered a, a legal offence. But we still got taught about it in school. So I don't know how that managed to get through. And also, going back to what you were saying about um, uh, people with deeply held Christian beliefs... Um, when I was at school, my mother was, uh, she was a bit of an oddball, my mother. She didn't want me to have any sort of religious education at all because she felt that I could make a decision about that as an older person. So when I first went to Balakameen, she came and made, made it abundantly clear that I wasn't to be taught religious education. And I was excused that lesson and spent an hour in the uh, in the library now surely if there are parents out there who have deeply held beliefs and they you know they struggle to accept the lgbt community in their lives and their children's lives why can't they go to the school concern and say i'd rather my child not be taught that instead of writing to the papers and things wouldn't that be so much simpler uh, yeah, and the fact is that you know that now this has come out into the open, and it's come out very much into the open. I mean, it was double-page spreads in the papers at the uh, the weekend. Yeah, the, the Mail the, on Saturday. And I mean, the people down at um, ent the Enterprise Department, the people who have locate Isle of Man and visit Isle of Man, can you imagine? We've had millions of pounds worth of negative publicity. Exactly. And. Um, it's not going too far to say that we've been made, been made a bit of a laughing stock. We have been made to look incredibly backward by that article. Uh, you know, one, one minute we, we are we're being uh, applauded in the papers with Alan Shea uh, and what have you saying. It's about time we had pride on the island. And the, the very funny enough, the very same newspaper, the Daily Mail. Um, I'm almost ashamed to admit that I read it because it, they can be very, very right wing when it's suits them. But the very same paper applauded us two years ago, or three years ago, I think it was two years ago, when we did our first Pride of Man, and they actually said it was time we came out of the Stone Age, and now, here we are two years later, as you just said yourself, Andy, a, a double-page spread in the Daily Mirror saying how backward we are on this island all of a sudden. You, you're not going to want to come and live here if, A, you can't afford to have, find somewhere to live, and, B, you're, you're frightening the children every time they potentially go to school. No, but I think uh, that's a, a very good point, uh, Mark, the fact that um, somebody somewhere thought that, you know, and genuinely that a, a drag queen may lighten the mood. And, of course, in certain circumstances, it does. Of course, know, of course it does. I mean, the fact is, there will be hundreds and hundreds of children who will have seen a pantomime dame at Christmas. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, they're obviously uh, there's there's so much uh, double entendres and innuendos going on at pantomimes. I can imagine your average seven or eight year olds turning around their parents and saying, "I didn't get that. What did that mean?" And the parents saying, "You're too young to understand it." But having said that, though, um, in Primary schools, definitely not. In secondary schools, I, I don't see what the problem is. They need to understand that, and they need to know the pitfalls of what it's like to grow up. And if you're, if you're a, a potentially, shall we say, uh, delicate 
delicate child that's not sure about what's going on with your body and what's going on in your mind, having somebody there at the forefront of the class saying, well, it's perfectly acceptable, it's perfectly normal how you're feeling, and then lightening the mood, you're going to sit there and think, well, I'm not weird after all. It's, it's, not, it's, not, it's, not, it's not unusual. I'm a human being that just feels and loves differently to somebody else. No. Uh, good point, Mark. Thanks for calling today. You're welcome, my friend. Uh, appreciate you it. Look at that time. It's 22 minutes before one on Man in Line. Whatever your assets, you want to ensure that they're protected and passed on to the right people in the way you want them to be. Simcox Advocates provide effective solutions when dealing with wills, trusts, powers of attorney, property and foundations. Simcox Private Client Team has a reputation for excellence, rated top tier by independent law directory The Legal 500. Simcox Advocates, advising businesses and families since 1949. Visit Simcox.com. Heard the goss. Some very famous people have been getting cosy at Millie Chaps of Ramsey. Guess who they are, and you could win an incredible bed worth £500. Call in at Parliament Street and see if you can identify the celebs in a bed. Text their names and your name to 166177, starting your message with the word bed. All correct entries will go into the big prize draw, live on Manx Radio at the end of the month. And check out Millie Chap's extensive bed range at the island's only temper collection studio. Celebs in a bed with Millie Chaps of Ramsey and your nation station, Manx Radio. Tonight at six o'clock here on Manx Radio, join Kiri Kermode and myself, Simon Clark, for Countryside. We'll be catching up with some of the competitors who are preparing to head off to the biggest dog show in the world next week, Crufts. And I talk to David Brew from Balakinnig Farm in Smale, who's also the chair of the Manx National Farmers Union Crop Committee, to find out what alternatives they've managed to find to get rid of their milling wheat. That's all in Countryside tonight here on Manx Radio at six o'clock. And don't forget, you can download or subscribe to the podcast for free at Manx Radio. The Man in Line with Andy Witt. And Roger's with us. Hi, Roger. Hi, Andy. Um, I just wanted to share with you an experience that um, I had with uh, Manx Utilities uh, Electricity Board uh, um, probably a couple of months ago now, but it sort of uh, raised its head with the forecast of the uh, electric increase. I got a call latter part of January from the uh, accounts department within the Manx Utilities and just advising me that I had a, uh, I have a standing order with them to, to pay our electric bill, and uh, they said my I had a credit balance of about three or four hundred pounds, and they went on to say that by law, it was either they're not allowed to hold that amount, or or I'm not allowed to have that amount in uh, in my account, and as a consequence, the result would be that um, they needed to return that money to me. Now, with the forethought now of the um, electricity um, increase, and, and that was my point at the time that I expected uh, energy prices to rise, but um, 
that that for me as a pensioner that that was a, a safety net um, in the event of um, and exactly a safety net event of what's 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 happened and it just seems um, strange now that without that buffer zone um, come the end of this month or, or next month instead of having um, that uh, balance to fall back on to to help with the, with the bill I'm, I'm now going to be scratching from from zero uh, and that just doesn't really uh, make sense to me it's and not just like run through their reasoning again there wasn't any reasoning apart from their words either they are, they are not allowed by law or I'm not allowed by law to have that balance in in my uh, electricity account. Uh, and and, and there, there was no more explanation than that. Than so it's against the law for you to run a surplus on your electricity account? E- exactly, exactly. You know, it's not like I just deposited that amount of money. It was a standing order, and, and as you'll be aware, sometimes you're up, sometimes you're down, depending on the time of the, of, of the year. And uh, what they wanted to do was to um, cut my standing order to um, by half, I think they, they, they suggested, until such time it would be used up within a couple of months. Or, or, or I think what, what they actually did was January and February, I'm not going to be debited any electric. And come next month, which was this month, March, God knows what, what my electric bill will, will be come this month but I won't have that safety net there and you know it, it sort of it put, puts me in a situation where I might be um, somebody asking for assistance now to pay a, a, an energy bill when I had that, that money there in, in the first place I just wonder how, how long has this been going on well I got a call yeah um, I, I, I think from memory I might have had a similar call maybe five or ten years ago I don't know and and I do remember at that time reducing the electric bill but it wasn't I mean my, my fear in January when I spoke to them was with the uncertainty of the energy you know that's exactly why I wanted it for, for that reason I knew then for for the next few months I'd, I'd have some sort of safety net, which I haven't got now. All right. And I haven't got a choice in the matter. And, and I, it's just really... They said law. Who, who, who made that law? I have no idea. Yeah, I've never heard of well, it. Well, let's see um, if anybody else is uh, in that situation. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm not sure if you've got anybody from Energy... Um, uh, coming on online soon, but that that was a question I'd I'd love to be to put to them. I can't change it now. Um, I, I've been two months without a bill, so um, I haven't got that that that, that safety net. I don't okay. know if anybody else has experienced it or not. All right, thanks, Roger. Thanks, Andy. Take care. All right, good to hear from you. Ali's on now. Hi, Ali. Oh, hi, Andy. I'm, I'm so glad he spoke a bit longer because I've had time just to wind down a wee bit because I'm absolutely livid. I'm, I'm just beside myself raging at this Isle of Man Energy Company. <sighs> I, I've been on for at least over three quarters of an hour again today to try and speak to somebody. Um, I haven't had a bill since last July. I had a statement through from them a couple of weeks ago telling me about this, this bill, which was 0.00, telling me I hadn't used any gas, which, of course, I have, because I've, I've now had three, three separate um, quarters now where I've had no bill. And I don't okay, know and what runs, on, ga- what, what runs on gas in your house, Ali? Pardon? What runs on gas? It's in our office. It's our office in Douglas. Oh, I see. So heating? It's not a home one. It's an office one, and it's yeah. a, a metre outside. They come and read. Now, ha- I... W- 
I don't know if they've got any meter readers over here. Are they paying anybody still to read the meters or what their position is? But I've, I've tried and tried and tried like many other people. I've been told somebody will get back to you in 10 days. Nobody has. I've emailed. I've tried to phone again this morning. I've tried so many times. Now, I actually now demand, I demand that this government do something for us because it is not fair to leave us all stewing like this. Now, there's somebody somewhere is going to be responsible in the government that can do something about this. We cannot go on like this any longer. So tell me just again, when was your last bill with an, any, last, any amount on it? it? I was due to get it last July, and it had zero... I got the bill in September which said I'd used 0.00 gas. Now, I thought that it was just an interim thing because when they changed over from Manx Gas to this other company, but nothing, absolutely nothing after that. So every time I've tried to get in touch, they've either said, we'll get back to you, someone will get back to you. Nobody does. Nobody emails, and you cannot get through to anybody over there in Guernsey. I've waited and waited over three quarters of an hour this morning. Eventually, they cut me off. So I'm absolutely raging about it because I want somebody in this... I have to say it's how I feel, this excuse for a government to do something for the people of this island and do something about this energy company because it is not acceptable. Ali, you've got to calm down, please. I'm worrying about you. <laughs> I, had to, I had to get it out because I need to do it over this medium because I need one of them to listen. I mean, I phoned the DO, uh, Department of Infrastructure because I thought infrastructure, gas, electric, no. You know, they, they said, no, they can't do it. It's nothing to do with them, you know. So who on this island is going to be responsible for this company in Guernsey and what they're doing to us all, all us gas customers? All right, we'll find out, Ali. Somewhere, Andy, honestly. We'll find out. OK, thanks just, for calling. Oh, well, I'm just, I just wanted to say, I'm like everybody else. I'm concerned at the size of the bill that they're going to try and bill me with now. Okay. Okay. All right. Thanks for that, Ali. Cheers, Andy. Good to hear from you. Are you in that position too, as well? Have you heard from? Have you had six months of no bills from Manx Gas, Isle of Man Energy? Have you had any sense out of them at all? Mrs. Yang's brings you the best lunches from every part of the globe with a choice of 10 lunch bowls full of amazing tastes and flavours and just $7.85 for a limited period. Share pictures of yours on Facebook and tag Mrs. Yang's in for a discount of your next lunch with us. Mrs. Yang's North Key Douglas. Check her socials. It's good to talk. It's how we get things done. So when you apply for a personal loan from Black Horse, you'll get support from one of our relationship managers who's there to talk you through your application. You could borrow up to £50,000 with up to seven years to pay it back and you could receive your money within 24 hours of approval. Ready to talk? Go to blackhorseoffshore.co.uk to request a callback today. Finance subject to status. Applicants must be 18 or over. Are you concerned about your eye health? Holmes and Davidson Opticians in Douglas are proud to offer the Idon Ultra Wide Field Retinal Imaging and Heidelberg 4D OCT systems, state of the art machines that allow early detection and management of eye diseases. Don't wait, book your appointment today and ensure the health of your eyes with the best technology available. Call 676 230 or visit homesanddavidsonopticians.co.uk now. Athol Garage in Ballasalla is more than a Nissan authorised repair centre. 
their team of highly factory trained and experienced technicians will service and repair any make and model with dedicated aftercare too. With Athol, you get a competitive fixed price menu and a courtesy car if needed. Pity this driver didn't know that. Oh, great! I told you to go to Athol! Athol, a garage to swear by, not swear at. Book now at athol.im or call the A-Team, 820082. The Man in Line with Andy Witt. And uh, let's get back to the lines as well. Oh, just regarding uh, the extra 5,000 people, government won't attract an extra 5,000 workers by the time the cost of the new power station, a new interconnector and wind turbines are added to our higher bills, all the residents will be gone. Um, um, you're joking, aren't you, Gaz? You are, you're line three. Hello, line three. Line three, have you got your, have you got your winter woolies on today? I'm Andy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> The, um, yeah, well, you know what? I think I come, I come from a um, generation where I, I thought gender fluid was something you put in your car. What about you? I, I have no opinion, June, as you know. <laughs> you know, you're talking to, I was talking to Laurie Hooper on Friday, and, and just briefly, I, I think, just remind me, Andy, I think you said, we're following the science, aren't we? We're following the science. Always we're following the science. Well, you know, the science says that we have XX and XY. We have male, female, man, woman, and they don't seem to want to follow that science. They just seem to want to follow the science when it suits them. So I'm just going on what Mark was just saying, and he had some good, valid points, but the first point I would make, he he talked about um, opting out of religion at school um, and that's fine um, religion can be quite divisive um, but I think the key to this is he knew about that and his mother knew about that so they opted out of it the, the key about this is most of these parents that are irate about this happening didn't know that this was happening with their children and I think that's a key thing here um, and, and it, it's it's very um, it's a very a big subject and this is not just here in the Isle of Man if you study everything that's going on around the world this is happening everywhere. It's not just an Isle of Man thing. The fact that the Isle of Man people and parents have stood up in arms about it is the difference. Um, that they don't want this here. Um, now, the transgender movement. I, I have nothing against people who want to be who they want to be um, and, and they want to be transgender, that's fine. I have a, a friend of mine whose son, and I'm talking 25 years ago now, um, starred on a, they, well, they followed him and, and a few others on a program of, of people who were um, transing back then, and that was 25 years ago, um, and, and Scott's a, a great guy, I know him, um, very intellectual, um, got married, they had a kid between them. Um, but the marriage broke down. Um, I mean, he had the full thing, like they were saying about the skin grafts, blah, 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 everything. But the marriage broke down after quite a few years because of the, of the you know, the, the sexual problems within the marriage. And that's a fact um, that, that, that this happened. Um, and the guy went through quite a bit of trauma over, over the years with, with the, whole, the whole situation. Um, but, you know, we're talking that, that, was, that was 25 years ago. I think the fact is, if you look now, the same as um, when the Black Lives Matter thing kicked off, this is kicking off the same way and it's very very monetarized if you look down through the line of who's backing this it's monetarized for a bigger bigger issue and i'd be very upset really if i was in the trans community that my thing was getting hijacked and making it a trendy thing 
for kids, which is dangerous, really, if you're going to try and make this trendy. You know, if you're a trans and you feel as though you're trapped in someone's body, that's fine. But making this trendy and and the, the money that's getting rammed into this, because this is happening worldwide, makes me think that there's a far bigger agenda to this, like the BLM thing um, that's coming down the line. Okay. All right. I've got to move on, June, because Betty wants to tell me about a gas bill. Oh, you get Betty on. Get Betty on there. See you, Andy. Cheers now. And Betty. Hi, Betty. Oh, well, that made me laugh. <laughs> the gas bill thing. Um, <clears throat> yes, I have, like that lady, been trying to get through to them again. This is the third gas bill <clears throat> that I've tried to pay uh, on the phone. And I get the same problems as exactly as she does. And they don't reply, don't get back to me at all. Um, in the end, each time I have sent them a check, and this time I sent them a check and asked them why they can't do something about the phones, considering all the money they have now received. It's a bit weird that people don't seem to want to tell you how much gas you've used. No, they just don't don't seem to want to get the money from me either, which is very strange. Well, I mean, if if people get big bills in consequence to this, I mean, surely not not expecting people to settle the big bills. Oh, oh yes, they are. Believe me, I'm sure they are. Although mine is different because I have gas cylinders. And I just pay for the cylinders as I get them. But I still can't get through to them. OK. All right. Thanks, Betty. OK. Just what I'd let you know about. Well, great to hear from you. Steve's with us, Steve. We've only got about 90 seconds. Here we go. Let's do it in 90 seconds. The gas doesn't... It just don't deserve to have it. They should get rid of them. Get everybody converted onto oil and get rid of them. They're just a pain in the backside. You don't send the bill through. Honestly, just give give it a budget together so people can afford the gas. Do deals on gas boilers and get rid of gas. Get it out of the houses and just get them them gone because they're not worth it. The gas are not worth it. They're not. Okay. Have you had particular personal experience? I have, yeah. I've been renting a house now four months, never had a gas bill. I'm not chasing them for it, but I can't wait to get the bill because we're getting told that's going in the skip, basically. With it. Yeah, I'm not interested. I mean, you, you expect you, they'll just land a bill on your doorstep and say that you're, your meat has been read. It hasn't been read. They just make these things up. And when you challenge them, oh, yeah, it, it's just a, yeah, a bit of an issue there. We just obviously, we've done, um, you know, just an assumption on the reading there. We, you know, it must have, we've been told it's been read. It's not a case. You know, when you've only got to listen with common sense, what these people are saying, people of the Isle of Man, you should, you know, Max Petroleum, do a deal. Let's get some boilers out there. Let's get gas ripped out of our houses, out of our office blocks. Yes, it costs to convert, but once you convert, it's more affordable. You pay before you use it. You know you've got in your tank. Get gas out of our homes and get it off the house. It's a waste of time. Okay. Yeah, you can't run over here. Useless. Absolutely useless. <laughs> Thank you, Steve. It's good to hear from you. Cheers, Cheers now. There's a difference between standing order direct debit, says Mark, regarding electricity. If it's a standing order, the only person that can amend it is the customer with his bank. If it's a direct debit, then the Max Electricity Authority can amend the amount on the direct debit to suit the customer. I've left my balance to roll over. They gave me the choice, says Anne in Onken. And um, finally, says... uh, 
Thank you, Chris. How much did they pay for that car? I'm, I'm, we're not going to tell you. That's it. Uh, we're back with Manx Care tomorrow, live on Man Line. Thanks to Chris Quirk on the phone. W-I-N-T.